Good afternoon, good evening. My name is Bonzi, and I'm alongside Larry Wilson. And it's all about this guy, man. Woo! Thanks to everyone who's tuned in and listened and uh, given out their feedback. We appreciate that. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast that we're going to be doing every single week, released on Fridays. It is the Paranormal Pursuit. And uh, last week, it was episode number two. Rockcliffe Mansion and uh, Larry Wilson. That was a good one, man. There was a lot of people that tuned into that and listened to that, and we we, we really dove in and got uh, some of our first EVPs and some of our audio uh, that we we shared on those clips. And, and I think we're just going to ease our way into even more stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. I think um, Rockcliffe is a cool place. People can go there if they'd like. Yeah, they can check it out. And again, too, you know, we always, uh, you know, we we always suggest. Look, if these places sound neat or sound cool, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you guys can always email us or message us on Facebook. Just look me up, Kiefer Bonzi, Larry Wilson. He's easy to find, too. And uh, you could you can check out uh, his books that are all available on Amazon. I always forget to promote your books, man. I know you're not here to do a book no, promotion okay. or yeah. anything. But how many books have you written again, Larry Wilson? Uh, seven, working on eight. Okay. And, uh, of course, my favorite one's the one where I'm in a lot of it. So You're uh, in a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, what was it? Dark, Creepy Places? Yeah. Is that one? That, I think that might be my favorite one, though. And that's one that's going to be rewritten a little bit, too. Yeah. So, my yeah. daughter loves that one as well. Oh, so, does she? Yeah. 12-year-olds <laughs> reading all those scary stories. And that's what, you know, hey, this is, this is what it's all about, man. Yeah. And, again, we don't want anyone to get into this that doesn't have any experience, too, because we're going to be talking about some places that might be pretty creepy and pretty scary and... Uh, I've got a, something I'm going to talk with you about, Larry, and um, someone reached out, or I reached out to someone about uh, Wolf Creek Cemetery, and the, the, they we've been talking back and forth this week, and uh, her name is Sky, and uh, I don't, it, it, you're going to love hearing about this. So, okay, um, this is this is really cool, and this is what it's all about: networking with people and giving people an opportunity, a chance to learn about stuff that uh, we've experienced, and uh, it's the paranormal pursuit today. We're going to keep taking that trip with Larry Wilson on his the beginning of his paranormal uh, passion and, yeah. and, and and how it all began. Uh, again, we, we, we talked about uh, Rockcliffe Mansion last week. This week, you know, Larry had mentioned a couple times in those podcasts how he'd gone on paranormal investigations by himself. Yeah. And again, I think that's nuts. I think it's crazy going by himself. <laughs> but, you know, he's... Well, Anderson wasn't planned that way, but it turned out that way. Okay. Okay. So you talked about Wolf Creek Cemetery and Anderson Cemetery as two spots that you wanted to mention because you said at first that's kind of what your uh, paranormal investigating was all about, just going out to cemeteries yeah. and sitting by yourself. Okay. So Wolf Creek Cemetery, this is the one, you know, I did some research because I'd never heard of either one of these. I Googled both places. I go to YouTube, type it up, paranormal investigations. Uh, I didn't get anything on Anderson Cemetery. I guess there's an Anderson Cemetery in Maine that people go to that might be kind of spooky. If you put Anderson Cemetery, uh, Christian County, Illinois, it'll come up. Yeah. Oh, there's something in YouTube? There's uh, clips and oh, stuff? YouTube? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I was I'm just trying sure. to see if like, people had gone and done investigations or anything. So Wolf Creek Cemetery, I typed it in there and, and Google it in YouTube, and boom, there was a whole bunch about now, this place. Now, if you type in Adventures Beyond, Adventures Beyond did a uh, like a TV show out there back in the early 2000s, and that's kind of pertinent to what we'll talk about today. Okay. 
Well, I watched this video that was posted uh, about Wolf Creek Cemetery, and it was fairly recent, too. There were some uh, people that went out there, did a spirit box session. You can watch the video. I'm not going to really post the video in, in, in our description because, you know, again, we don't know how much of it is real, how much is not. Yeah. But, Larry, I reached out to one of the people that was in the video. Um, they've got a tie-in with the Boo Crew Haunted House here in, okay. in Rochester, which was neat. She's from Bloomington. Her name is Sky. She was more than happy to have a conversation with me about it and talk about her experience. And it's pretty neat. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to uh, talk to her a little bit. I asked her some questions about it. And then, um, again, we're not going to make it about that one. But I just wanted to let you know that there are people that are listening and people that are interested and, and want to keep talking about this place. And and, and Wolf Creek Cemetery, uh, they did a spirit box session. There, there were some, uh, you know, and you know what I think about the spirit box. You're yeah. you're a bigger believer in it than I am. And but you've actually yes, experienced it yes, working. Yes, we've yeah. had it. I've, we've definitely experienced it working before and stuff that you can't explain, okay? But they've got some responses with the spirit box out there. Um, with a certain name. I'm not going to give you any of that name or information right now because I don't want to... St- I have not had a conversation with yeah. you. We, this is the first time you're hearing about this live on this podcast right. is my conversation with Sky. And I didn't want to say anything to you about it because I you know, I don't want to put anything in your brain. Maybe you say something that might come up during this. Right. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, but we are going to have a conversation with Sky, you and I, later on and okay. chat with her because uh, she's really interested in talking with you okay. and about your experiences. And she highly suggests that we go to Wolf Creek Cemetery. She has some other places, too, I think, around Decatur. Uh, oh, probably Greenwood, yeah. Yeah, some other places that she said. But anyway, um, thanks for, for, for reaching or I reached out. Thanks for responding, Sky. We appreciate it. And she's really excited to hear about your Wolf Creek Cemetery okay. experience. Great. Great. We all set for Wolf Creek now? Whenever you're ready, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop uh, acting like it's your first time doing this. Well, you know, Wolf Creek, uh, it was kind of a, uh, an accident. Not an accident, but uh, it wasn't a scheduled investigation. Uh, I was supposed to do an investigation with the Springfield Ghost Society, and it was at a home here in Springfield for, like, wayward mothers. We get there. Uh, we didn't know it, but they didn't allow men in, you know, which I understand, you know, because it's it's women that's been abused by by husbands, spouses, or whatever. So I couldn't go in. So Deb Lowry, who was head of the, or still is, I think, of the Springfield Ghost Society, said, hey, Larry, why don't you and I, since you're, you came in from Taylor, why don't you and I head out to a, a cemetery where I've had some experiences at? I'd never heard of Wolf Creek you know, before that. And this was in 2006, December of 2006. Nice, cool. It was, it was probably in the 30s, but a clear night. So we decided to head out to Wolf Creek. And when we got there, Deb was telling me some stories about uh, how on the north side of the cemetery, they would see these colored lights, and, and several investigators with their group had been out there at different times and had also seen the, these these different lights. They were like red, green, blue lights or whatever. And uh, so we were standing in the cemetery on the north side, just kind of looking around. And where's the cemetery located again? It's uh, Oh, I, I should explain that. Yeah, it's located, some call it uh, Sh- uh, Sherman, some call it Spalding, but it's close to Spalding, Illinois, on Dickinson Road. Um, so you just turn left on Dickinson and you go right by it, okay. basically. Uh, there's only a couple houses nearby, which is kind of important to what, what I'm going to say, too. But Big uh, cemetery, medium-sized no, cemetery, small? It's fairly small because okay. there's only one road leading in and out. And it's it's kind of, a, for as far as cemeteries go, it's probably a, a small, but it's it's an older cemetery. Okay. 1850s, I believe, okay. it was is from uh, or established. But, uh, yeah, we were standing just on the north side of the cemetery, and Deb was telling me the stories about the lights that we were seeing. And, uh, of course, it's completely dead still. It's a calm night, you know, and, and we weren't hearing anything, really weren't seeing anything. We had a couple tape recorders set up. Uh, and just um, suddenly, out of the blue, 
Um, I mean, it sounded like Brian Urlacher or some huge person running from behind uh, right at us. And we both turned around at the same time. I expected to get somebody running into me to knock me down. It was so loud and, and, and just, um, like I said, I just expected somebody was running. And my, my, basically my thought was that someone in the house down the road, which that one of the houses had lights on, I thought they saw our flashlights in the cemetery and they were ticked that we were in there at night. We're coming in to run us out or something. But this sounded like somebody wanted to knock us down. And we both turned around and there was nothing there. I turned and looked at Deb and she goes, I heard it too. You know, and then we talked about it. We both heard exactly the same thing, but it wasn't, and there were no animals there. We could have seen them. We had flashlights and it wasn't deer, you know, like a uh, footsteps from a deer or anything like that. This was like a big person running directly at us. Wow. And that, I would say, you know, that and what's coming up with Anderson, those two probably were my first two real aha moments for the paranormal. Really? That, that this stuff is, is legit. Really? You know? Yeah. And so did you pick up anything on the recorders, any noises on the recorders or about the, the, we the, did. the um, shuffling? And I may still have this in my archives of audio, but we picked up what sounded like a steam whistle from an old steamboat. Okay. And, I mean, the Sangamon River, I'm not sure exactly how far it would be from there. It's probably not that far away, but there's no steam steamboats on the Sangamon River, <laughs> right, you know? Right, right. Um, but, yeah, it sounded exactly like a, a steamboat. Right. And, uh, and see, that's something, again, too, like uh, I, I was talking uh, to, to, to my mom again about this and, and, and talking about seeing things and feeling things or or physically interacting with things. And I don't think I can remember of any physical contact experiences that I've had with you on going on investigations. And you've had a few. I mean, because I would consider yeah. that, you know, some feeling like somebody's running up. You know what? I take that back. At Will Hill, I did have something on that bench Yeah, at you, Will Hill. And that would probably be the only one. That I could can talk about when we get to Will Hill, we'll t- we'll discuss yeah. that. But but you've had a lot of those feelings before. And I know you've been around people too that you know you just feel like somebody's there um, or a, a touch or yeah. something like that. But um, we'd like to hear again about any of your experiences, guys. Please message us on Facebook. Uh, you can get a hold of us uh, with our emails, uh, however you'd like. Bonzi at nine nine seven themix.com. You can email yeah. Larry at anytime. And I will say one thing about Wolf Creek. You can email um, Larry at. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, again, he, again, guys, he's not new <laughs> at this. I promise. Okay. That's why. That's why I don't get paid for this. Uh, but uh, you can email Larry at urbanparanormal at <laughs> yahoo.com. <laughs> Third time's a charm, Larry. Oh, we got Wilson. it. Now. All right. So you, Wolf Creek was first, then Anderson. But I want to say one thing before yeah. we sign off okay. on Wolf Creek. Um, you know, there's things happen in the daytime too, and you're better off going in the daytime because the local law enforcement. They do enforce. If they see you in the cemetery, they will tell you to get out, and they may give you a fine or a ticket. Okay, there you go. So, That's so you good to know. Be, yeah, and be respectful if you go to places yeah, like absolutely that. Absolutely, good yeah. to know. All right, Anderson Cemetery. Where is this location, and when did this happen? Well, it's in Christian County, and it's only about uh, nine miles from my house as the crow flies. Okay, but I heard about it, uh, you know, for several years when I was doing, you know, my just my alone time going to cemeteries and places, but. I couldn't find it. I didn't know it was called Anderson Cemetery. All I knew was that it was called Graveyard X. Really? And it was this big, secretive place. And I couldn't figure out why. Well, doing some research, I found out that there was a TV show called Adventures Beyond. And they had done an investigation out there and did some filming. And uh, anyhow, they had to make a deal with uh, the, the local you know, cemetery board 
that they wouldn't divulge where this location was. So it, it didn't really didn't turn out it was this secret place. They just were honoring what the cemetery board, because they didn't want a lot of people going out there and, and exploring at night, that type of thing. Did they get any evidence at all from their investigation or any they clips? Did. They, they did. They did. And uh, years later, I met three different people. They were all part of that filming. Okay. And what, one thing I'm going to mention tonight that happened to me— Okay. They had the same thing happen. It's pretty crazy, guys. You definitely want to stay tuned for this clip because this EVP clip, I don't think I had ever heard this one before. I don't think this is one that you've ever shared with me before. And and when you emailed it to me, yeah. I immediately sometimes I'll be like, eh, I didn't hear that or eh, like, now, that EVP crazy. wasn't wasn't part of my first investigation there, but it'll be part of one that I did just a few months after that that we'll talk about too here today. No, I'm talking about the one from Anderson Cemetery. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. That wasn't recorded, you know, by me the first time I was oh, there because I was okay. alone. Uh, the second time, uh, so some members of the Springfield Ghost Society came out, and a okay. lady by the name of Barb Levesque actually, okay. actually recorded that. Oh, and uh, but he, and that was in the afternoon. I mean, it's bone chilling. So you definitely, I mean, you yeah. want you definitely want to stick around for that. So I'm sorry, continue. They did get uh, evidence from their uh, the Ghost yeah. Adventure, whatever you were talking about. It was uh, Adventures Beyond, okay. and they did record something similar to what okay. I did. Um, but yeah, the, the way I found out where it was, I started just like researching some paranormal message boards and. And uh, one guy gave me some coordinates to it, so I went to it. It was the wrong place. It turns out, just my luck, there's two Anderson cemeteries in Christian County. Huh. But this one is located uh, just about two and a half miles northwest of Palmer, Illinois. Okay. Uh, Palmer on Route 48. Uh, but So the Anderson Cemetery near your house is not the same one? No. Okay. <laughs> it, is, it is the one. Oh, okay. Yeah. The other one is on like what we call the Taylorville Nokomis Blacktop. It's just off it, heading okay. between Taylorville and Nokomis. So they're pretty Nokomis. close. They're very close. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're very close. And same names. Uh, Graveyard X or Anderson Cemetery is also called Trailer Cemetery. And it was established, I think, sometime in the mid-1800s. Okay. Uh, Thomas Anderson, the story is uh, he owned some farmland there. And a wagon train was going through and a little girl died from some type of fever. And uh, they wanted a place to bury her. And he allowed them to bury her on his land. And Oof. then eventually the cemetery was, was created. Okay. Uh, but when I found out uh, about this, I, I, I did a pre-investigation and it was... Uh, on uh, March the 4th of 2007. So okay. it was on a Sunday afternoon. I went out there just to look around, kind of map the place out, find it, you know. And it wasn't hard to find either because it wasn't a secretive place. There's actually a green county sign pointing right to where the cemetery is, you know, <laughs> so it's not this secret place. But anyhow, when I got out there, it, it, I was surprised. It wasn't what I expected. It was really peaceful, uh, well-maintained, you know. Um, I spent about two hours out there, you know, I did some recordings, didn't record anything, took 50, 60 pictures. And I did take a, a couple of odd shots. They were like, had a prism effect to them, you know, okay. and the sun was straight overhead. So I didn't understand why I got those, but that could just be a, a normal, or normal, you know, residual from the Medium sunlight. Medium-sized cemetery, big? Um, it's bigger than, uh, it's bigger than Wolf Creek. It's a okay. pretty good sized cemetery. Okay. Um, but from what I had read in books, the most active part of the cemetery is the north side. And the book described what they called a triangulated area, which is was marked by a tall oak tree with a concrete bench below it and a arched stone and then a monument in that area. It's kind of like its own Bermuda Triangle of sorts. But most of the activity was said to have come from that area. So I found the area that Sunday that I went out there. Um, the next Monday when I went to work, uh, a buddy of mine uh, named Jamie I was telling him about it, and we decided we would go out there, you know, Thursday and do an investigation Thursday night. Uh, Thursday morning, I arrive at work, and Jamie says, uh, Larry, I can't go. So I'm thinking, oh, man. Well, 
you know, I didn't want to be disappointing in myself, so I decided I'm going to head out there. By yourself. By myself. <laughs> and, you know, Jeez. this was the first time, and this place has a reputation. I mean, there were reports of odd lights seen, like orange balls of light. One uh, person I talked to saw orange balls of light coming from the ground, filling that big oak tree I just mentioned. Okay. And they hear voices of children, supposedly, and, uh, you know, just odd noises have been recorded, okay. odd sounds, things like that. And uh, a couple of years later, actually, with uh, another gentleman, I went out there, and we actually heard a little kid in the middle of the night say, hey. And we went back and to look where we heard the voice, and there was a gravestone there, and it was twin boys. Oh, wow. Yeah, but we clearly recorded, hey. Oh, yeah, and you've yeah. got that recording? Somewhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah somewhere. <laughs> That's the thing about this. People are asking me about this. It's like, well, where's all the recordings of all this stuff? I said, do you realize what I've asked Larry to do and go back in his yeah. past? I mean, you... And, well, and, I've got... I've your got, files are ridiculous. I've got how, well over probably close to 400 clips now that I can't explain. Audio clips, Right, that right, is. right. Yeah. And well, you don't know where they're from, or you're just like... I do, eh, okay, I do, but okay. they're on different computers. That's the thing. You know, I so, go um, how many times have you been to this cemetery? Oh, 50, 60. Oh, okay. After this, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but so it's pretty active. It's very active. Okay. And I remember I lo- loading up my equipment that night to go out there Thursday night. Um, I don't know if you remember the old Donuts movie, uh, Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking about him, you know, going to that house by himself. I'm, I'm going to be doing the same thing I thought. And as a kid, I, I, I never thought I could do this. Right. So I did. So I head out there, and I got a half hour or so before the sun set. And, I mean, it's it, it wasn't really – it was kind of peaceful still. I mean, the sun was still – it was a nice sunny day, uh, but the sun was getting ready to set. And the oak tree was full of blackbirds, and they were just chirping away. And, and they were basically annoying, but it gave me a kind of a reassuring feeling because – if they were calm, no reason for me to be upset about anything or nervous about anything, you know. But that all would soon change because it had just hit sundown. And, I mean, there was a nice breeze and everything. You could hear the the, the trees, the leaves moving and stuff, you know. But right at sundown, the birds stopped chirping just like somebody shut a switch off. Uh, the, the breeze that was there, same time, just completely stopped. It, and it was strange because it, it felt like somebody was watching you, you know. And it also felt like Mother Nature was terrified of something because everything just shut down all of a sudden. And, and like I said, it just was like there was eyes on me. And I don't know if it was because it, the darkness had set in or what, but I, I continued on and I'd set up my equipment in that triangulated area. Uh, I had a video camera set up uh, facing the oak tree, but it was on the outskirts of the, the triangulated area. And I had a, a tape recorder set up, but uh, I, I basically what I did, I just walked the perimeter of that uh, that that area, you know. And at one point, it was probably about forty five minutes into the investigation, completely dark out there. And, and I didn't mention, which I should, because this will will actually give more of an effect to it, or make you know people will realize how creepy this is. Uh, the cemetery is surrounded on three sides by 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 forest. It's not a thick woods, but it's 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 a forested area. And then on one side, there's like a bean field or whatever, which wasn't planted at the time. But you're, you're secluded out there. And so I'm walking around the perimeter, and then I stopped behind my video camera, kind of had my arms folded, and I was looking at the screen, the infrared, just trying to see, you know, if I could see anything. And again, about 45 minutes into the investigation, and then just out of the blue, in the dead silence, uh, the grass is like crunchy because it's, it's you know, still, still um, cold and frosted over from the winter, you know, stiff. And I heard somebody moving around, like scurrying around, like somebody shuffling their feet through the through the dead grass. 
And uh, I stopped him dead in my tracks. And, and it's, it, was a, it was like a person's footsteps scurrying through. And I mean, I started shaking. It was scary. And, uh, and I looked expecting to see somebody. And there's, there's nobody there. And I thought, man, it's got to be a deer or something. There's nothing like that. I mean, I can see. I have a flashlight. I can see. And I'm standing there listening. And then all of a sudden, to my left, footsteps come trotting by. And I could even feel the breeze of whatever it was that went by me. My heart sank, <laughs> and I immediately turned around, and I had a, a, a digital camera around my neck. I replaced the batteries before I got there. I took a photo, and I'm looking to see if I got anything, and I didn't. And I'm standing, so you're talking 15, 20 seconds go by, and I'm standing dead still listening. And I'm turned around, so next thing that happens is I hear the footsteps again. They come again, so they're to my left again because I'm turned around. They go right by me just like before. And again, I can feel the breeze, hear the footsteps. I whirl around, try to take a photo, and my batteries are dead. Now, paranormal investigators believe that that when there's a spirit or something around, that it can use like energy from batteries or even your, your own energy to manifest. And I don't know if I buy into that or not. And it could have just been that because it was so cold out, it was like about 32, 33 degrees, it could have killed my batteries when I took the first picture with the flash, you know. So, But anyhow... The footsteps go by me again. I'm standing there uh, listening, and uh, I'm, I'm sweating now. And it's cold out, and I'm sweating. And I'm listening and listening and listening. And whatever passed me should have been in front of me. The next thing I know, it's like you took your fist, and something hit me hard with the punch in the center of my back. And I had a T-shirt, a shirt, and a uh, and a heavy like down jacket on. And whatever hit me forced my jacket right against my back. And it was a hard enough hit that it knocked me off balance. It knocked me forward. Um, So anyhow, at that point, you know, I'm glad I didn't eat before I left because I might've had a problem on my hands, you know, but that was probably one of the most scariest things that I've experienced since I've been doing this. And, And like I said before, you know, aha moments, this was the aha moment that there's stuff out there. And, and yes, they do roam cemeteries, you know, um, I couldn't explain it. So I didn't you've know. What told me, you've told me this story probably. I mean, I've, I'm sorry. At least ten times. You've told me, you've told me the story once, but you tell this story a lot when we go on yeah. our investigations to other people who are joining us because that's the first thing that they ever ask you is if you've ever been scared or hurt or anything. And and this is the story you always tell. You yeah. always. So I've heard you tell this story. It's the same way every single time. And every single time you tell it, I can see again how uncomfortable it makes you feel because. Yeah, I don't think you will ever explain or know what that was. I won't. And, you know, you, some people believe they're spirits, but are they? You know, it could be something else, like interdimensional, whatever. You know, there's a lot of theories on that stuff now, too. But I have no idea. And to this day, but, I mean, there was no doubt in my mind then that there's something to the paranormal. And so the audio recorders that you had, did anything get picked up? The sounds of the grass crackling or you being pushed? Did you could you could pick any of that up? No, nothing, okay. nothing, nothing. You sent me a picture, a couple of pictures from the cemetery, and you want to explain a little bit what these are real quick? Yeah, well, one is just a, a shot of the cemetery. Um, the, the one with the arch stone, that's the, the big arch stone to the right. Okay. That's basically the center point of okay. where the activity usually takes okay. place or normally takes place. That bench that I have that, that you can see a tape recorder on it or, or a digital recorder, 
that bench is no longer there. The, the oak tree is no longer there. And I think what happened, I think in a storm, the oak tree, I think, actually fell and collapsed the bench. Okay. But another story I'm going to tell you took place right in front of that bench. All right. Well, let's get to that story right now because okay. we're running out of time again. We're yep. talking to Larry Wilson, Urban Paranormal Investigations, uh, Wolf Creek Cemetery, Anderson Cemetery. We've got an EVP clip that uh, I think it's what we're going to talk about right now. Is that correct? We'll or... talk about that. And then the main, the, the, the next major story, of which I'll hurry. I know we've run okay. out of time. But the next one happened in October. But the very next story that we're going to talk about, which we have the EV for, EP, EVP for, was June of 2007. Okay. And it was Deb Lowry from Springfield Ghost Society and a couple of folks with us uh, about uh, 5, 6 o'clock okay. in the afternoon. You're listening to The Paranormal Pursuit. And um, so we have two more stories, one more with you involving Anderson, and then one more about the EVP. Well, there's both involving me. Oh, okay. Both are things okay. that I witnessed. All right, here we go. Um, so we're out there in June, again, with Springfield Ghost Society. And we'd been out there an hour or so. And we're close to the center of that triangulated area, just kind of having a conversation. And Deb and her husband were standing there talking with me. And just out of the blue, I heard in next to me what sounded like the grunt of a gorilla. I mean, it was just, uh, and I immediately said, did you guys hear that? And Deb said, what'd you hear? And I, I explained. She said, well, I didn't hear it, but I've got my tape recorder going. So Deb rewinds the tape recorder. And just an instant before you hear me say, did you hear that? There is the just loud static. Nothing but static, and it's just like an instant, and it's gone. But that was the same moment that I heard that grunting sound. Yes. And then it was a couple of years later, uh, I was out there with uh, with Chris, and every guy I used to investigate with, and he was already in the cemetery, and I was walking back to my vehicle to pick up some equipment, and he yelled, and he said, did you hear that? And I said, no, what'd you hear? And he said, and I never told him the story, and he said, it sounded like a gorilla grunting. But he said it came just from like right by him, but there was nothing there. So Chris also experienced that several years later, you know, in the cemetery there. But the next story I want to get to this is was in October of this same year, 2007. And it was the Wednesday before Halloween and an investigator named Ed Osborne went with me. And we'd been in the cemetery an hour or so and walking around. And I had my laser pointed thermometer with me. And throughout the night, I would check the temperature. And the average temperature all night long was 43, 44 degrees. And uh, there was a curfew at the time, and I didn't know law enforcement. I know some of the police officers in Christian County now. And if I go out there at night, I would call them to say, hey, this is Larry Wilson going out there. So if anybody calls and said there's somebody in the cemetery, they wouldn't have to run out there and run somebody out. They, they, they're okay with, you know, like me doing investigations out there because they know I'm not trying to tear anything up and I'm respectful. But anyhow, this was before I knew law enforcement. So we wanted to get out of there by the curfew, which I believe was 8 or 8.30. So it was about a quarter till eight, and we're walking, getting ready to leave, and we walk by this concrete bench, and I have my laser-pointed thermometer out. Again, 43, 44. We get within two, three feet of this this bench, and all of a sudden the temperature started to drop. It dropped from 43 degrees to the 30s, to the 20s, to the teens. Then it got as cold as 16 below zero in this spot. And... And I, I, I told Ed, I said, hey, look at this. And he did. So I backed up just a few steps, and it went back up to 43, 44. It would scan back and forth. Move forward again, same thing. It dropped. It was 11 below zero. So i thinking, well, maybe I've got this thing set on Celsius instead of Fahrenheit. I shut the thermometer off, turned it back on, made sure it was on Fahrenheit, and then started scanning the cemetery, 43, 44, moved forward where we were, Temperature immediately started dropping again, and it dropped, again, 
down to negative degrees. 10, all around the 10, bench 15, area. All around the bench area. And we stayed there for about 45 minutes monitoring that, and it was below zero the whole time. My nose felt like it was frozen. My hand holding the thermometer was cold. So we decided we kind of pushed our luck. We better get out of there because of, you know, law enforcement may show up. And we head to my car, and then uh, I had to turn the heat on because our hands and, and noses were so cold. Well, what I told you about, I met some people later on. Several years later, I met three different people at different times that were part of that Adventures Beyond filming. And one of the guys is Tim Hart, and Tim's a paranormal colleague. Tim had been investigating the paranormal at that time, you know, uh, in early 2000s. He's probably been doing it now for close to 40 years. And he's a, a clinical psychologist by trade. But anyhow, uh, we were just talking about places we'd been, and Tim brought up Anderson Cemetery and that filming they did out there. And he told me a story of how they filmed in July of, of this year. I think it was 2000, 2001. And three people at the same time that had, you know, digital thermometers recorded um, 13 degrees above zero on, I believe it was an 89 degree day. And I said, now, wait a minute, Tim, don't tell me. And I said, was this right in front of this? And I described the bench in the area I was. And his eyes just got big. And he said, yeah, that's exactly where we got those readings Whoa. at. But I've been out there multiple, multiple times uh, since, and I always try to, the temperature in that area, and I, I've never got But the that. bench isn't there anymore. The bench right? isn't. The bench isn't. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's attached to the bench, though. Well, I, I'd been out there before the bench was gone. I mean, the last, the last time I've been out there was last year, and that's when I first noticed that the bench was gone. So I don't know when the bench actually okay. you know, disappeared from out there. Creepy. But yeah, yeah, it's very creepy. But in June of that year is when we recorded the uh, EVP, and it was recorded again by a lady by the name of Barb Levesque, who was a member of the Ghost Society, and she gave me a copy of the clip. But she's just basically walking around, and she has a tape recorder in her pocket with the mic pinned to her blouse. Okay. And at the time, she didn't know she recorded anything. She didn't experience anything. But when she started going through her recordings, this is what she recorded. I know. Okay. First time I if heard that. you didn't hear that first, yeah, that's so creepy. It's so creepy. We're gonna play it one more time, okay? Because I want before you tell people what they heard. Yeah. I mean, you if you can't hear it, then you're not listening close enough right now. We're gonna play it one more time. I know. That's insane. Yeah. I mean it gave me chills the first time I heard it. And that was in broad daylight. You so know? what do you guys think it's saying? What do I think it's saying? <laughs> I think it says, I know. I know it says, I know. Yeah. Um, it, what about the heavy breath before that? We think that, that we think that was Barb. Okay. It was like Barb was kind of sighing, you know, because it's kind of hilly out there, okay. you know, and it's tough to walk and sometimes, the, you know, the ground. And I think that might have been Barb sighing, although we're not 100% sure. Right. But it's really close, though. Yeah. I mean, it, so here you go. One more time. Uh, this EVP from Anderson Cemetery. And uh, it, we, we, I mean, obviously it, it says, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's creepy. It's almost like, yeah, I know it's it's tough out here. Yeah, that's that's intense, man. And now, I don't have this EVP, but Ed Osborne, who was with me, Ed passed away a few years ago. But Ed was a great guy, and we were walking around Anderson one night, and just out of the blue, he said, "Hey, Larry, have you ever you ever uh, found your name on a tombstone?" And I said, "You know, no, but I've seen I've seen it in the paper before, you know, in the obituaries." <laughs> and Ed recorded a voice that says, 
I, I, I'm sorry. He he records a voice that says, "I have." Wow. Yeah, I have. Wow. Yeah. But anyhow, I, I don't Woo. have access to that anymore. It's gone. Anderson Cemetery sounds like somewhere that I need to go with you. Yeah. I I, I can't believe you've never suggested that we go to that one together. Well, the problem is, uh, especially around the time we go, a lot of people still go out there, and okay. then you get that would that would kind of interfere with an investigation. All you know. Right. But uh, but yeah. And then one other quick thing. I know we got to sign off here shortly, but. Uh, the, the gentleman, Chris and I, we went out there the August 2nd that year. I think it was 2013 or 14. And it had poured down rain that night. So the woods around it was just soaked. Yeah. And, and there's a couple houses nearby, but nobody roams the woods at night. But anyhow, we set up some camping chairs on the, on, near, the, near the timber. But five different times that night, and it was always when we were chit-chatting about something that had nothing to do with our investigation, we heard a loud, it sounded like somebody with a brand new solid Louisville slugger hitting a tree as hard as they could. And when it would happen, it would echo throughout the whole cemetery. And this this happened like five different times that night. And you got From, that on audio? We got nothing. Oh, and wow. we had recorders all over that cemetery. That's nuts. And we got nothing. That's <laughs> nuts. All right, so there you go, guys. Uh, Anderson Cemetery seems like the real deal, and uh, Wolf Creek Cemetery, that also seems like the real deal. Again, uh, we had a, uh, a person who investigated. Her name was Sky uh, recently. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share uh, with Larry some of the stuff that she was talking about, and we might bring up Wolf Creek again. Who yeah, knows? We might yeah. go investigate Wolf Creek. But this is now the time where we're going to play the uh, Bonzi EVP clip of the week and see if Larry Wilson can remember and recognize where this clip came from, what investigation this is from, okay? Okay. I'm not going to give you any clues, all right, until you hear it. All right. And then let's see if you can figure out where this is at. So I'll give you a clue. That's uh, uh, you know, intern Casey. All yeah. right, that's me, and that's you. All right, and remember, here here it is one more time at the very very beginning. I mean, those are the best reactions yeah. for me, isn't it? I'm Spontaneous. Like, you hear that? Yeah. We both, you know, she heard it. Do you remember where we were at investigating? Um, I'm thinking, is that Randolph? R- Rossville. Oh, that was Rossville. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the night we we heard murmuring and what yes. sounded like talking through a speaker. And, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we heard those bangs, like crazy bangs, all yeah. night long. And we get a lot of that. You get a lot of bangs, a lot of pops. A lot of scratching. There was some scratching that night at Rossville, but uh, that was the first time that uh, you know intern Casey, like she was spooked, man. She was, she, yeah, she was freaking out. And I think she went on three with us. Yeah, she, she did. She was fun and, to go with. Velisca, yeah. yeah. Velisca, she had, she was the one that had things yes. or something messing with her. Yes, she did. And we're gonna, de- we're getting to Velisca uh, very, very soon, and we're gonna do it this uh, season. Okay, season one. That is episode number three. That is uh, Wolf Creek Cemetery and Anderson Cemetery. And again, uh, we're going to be doing a lot of these um, you know, throughout the entire season. 
And um, we've got a lot planned. We're going to be uh, visiting Elkhart Cemetery. We're going to be visiting Sally House. Um, next week, Cheryl the Psychic. And you said she came into your life... Um, 2008. 2008. So that would have been right after Anderson Cemetery. Right. You're going to tell how she came into your life. Uh, she used to work with the FBI on things. And um, you keep telling me how much I need to go and see Cheryl the Psychic. And uh, I can't wait to hear about your first encounters with her. And you tell people the stories on she how she the, really touched she's, you. Yeah, she's the person who... Saved you. Gave me credibility. Well, yeah. saved me and gave me credibility to psychics that they do exist yeah you know that's gonna be a lot of fun so next week episode four will be cheryl the psychic it's the paranormal pursuit and again uh subscribe to this please click subscribe on that and uh, share these on your social media